Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Kajord Show. Um, I want to first apologize because I've been so lazy and I've been a little busy the last couple of weeks, so that's why I haven't made any new episodes. But I'm back today with my best friend in the whole entire world, slash sister, slash the most iconic person I know, Erica. Uh-huh. Hey, guys, it's me. I'm back. <laughs> How does it feel to be back? Um, I feel like I never left. Same. I feel like you've just... I live here. You live here, but also not really, but... Yeah, not really, but it feels like I could. I feel like you are always with me. In my heart. Like I died or something. But I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the introduction was. Um, but, okay, sore... Sore? (laughs) This episode is off to a bumpy start already, but um, basically, I feel like there's like a few different topics we're going to get into in this episode. Um, So you guys are in for a fun one today. A treat. A treat. A real treat, if you will. Um, Do you want to get into the first topic? Oh, yes. Um, So over the past week and a half, maybe not two weeks... A Doja Cat got on live, um, dragging this little boy. Yeah. Um, Noah Schnapp, Schnapp, whatever you want to call him, from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And he, he's 17, and keep in mind, she's 26. Literally. And she slid into his DMs to ask about his co-star, Joseph Quinn, who played Eddie, if you watch Stranger Things. Uh, and she wanted to know if he was single and... Uh, he was like, Noah said, just slide in his DMs. And Doja Cat said, <laughs> he doesn't have a Twitter or Instagram, so there's no sliding in his DMs. Yeah. Even and, though when you go to Instagram yeah. <laughs> and you literally type in this... Keep in mind, I don't even watch Stranger Things. I found out about this the day after it like happened because I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. And then I sent it to you because I know that you are obsessed oh, with Stranger I Things. I know all about it. Stranger Things is Erica's jam, everybody. I love it. But he went and posted their private DMs on his TikTok. Or was it... Did he post it on Twitter? Was it TikTok? No, he... not. Yeah. Oh, it was on TikTok? He's, it was on TikTok. Oh. And he posted them and she... Don't know why she did this. She went on TikTok and she went live. <laughs> and she called him a snake, a weasel... And I, she was like, it's not a big deal. She kept saying, it's not a big deal. But I think that that was such a weasel move for him to post a private conversation to the public. And I was just like, first of all, when she slid into the 17-year-old's DMs, she lied about Joseph Quinn not having an Instagram. So weird. Because if you type in his name, his his... Instagram pops up. And that's with anybody. Like, there have been times where I want to look up somebody, and if I type in their name on Instagram and I don't see them, then I'll just, like, Google, like, so-and-so's name and then Instagram, and then it should pop up, no problem. Exactly. And she has the resources to do that. And she's an industry bitch. Literally, yeah. So she can... I'm sure she can find out without sliding into a 17-year-old's DMs whether he's single or not. And not only that, another thing that bothered me was the fact that he was 17 and the fact that he has co-stars, yep. Millie Bobby Brown, um, the black boy, um, <laughs> uh, 
Dustin, Lucas, all of them. Yeah. They're older than him. Yeah. Yes, she went to him. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. And I, and I didn't think about this. What made her choose him? And the way she talked about him, it didn't it didn't seem as if they were friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why go to the youngest guy on the show before you go to any of the other co-stars? That's a very valid point that I literally didn't think about until this exact moment. And another point is he he posts everything. He's a fucking teenager. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly shit posting and all kinds of stuff. So I what made her trust him is beyond me. Maybe she was high. I I don't know how high you gotta be to slide into a teenager's DMs about a grown man that she could have went directly to. And the thing is, this isn't the first time that she's like thirsted over him publicly. Like she tweeted like she tweeted like she thinks he's hot or something like that. Like I think he's so hot. Like what did she say? Okay, yeah, she did say she thought he was hot. That's what I like. The fact that she even did she did she quote like not quote did she tag him in that tweet? I don't think she tagged him. She just said his full name, like his first and last name. My thing is, of course, he probably would have heard about Doja Cat talking about him on Twitter. Right. If he didn't respond from that tweet. Why would you hop in his co-star's DMs? Her thirst for this man is so weird. Oh, oh, I didn't even mention this. What? She has a whole ass boyfriend. I heard about that, but I didn't know if it was true. It is true. I say this as if I'm there. <laughs> so maybe but... that's why she went and dragged him and called him a weasel and stuff. Because it's public now that she's asking about somebody else being single when she's in a full relationship. Right. So she's basically trying to cheat that's what it looks like well yeah because literally anytime she's on instagram live and her boyfriend is in the background she'll tell him to like have his face covered or like walk the other way like she doesn't want anybody to know what he actually looks like which is really strange because the last boyfriend we saw of hers he looked like the guy who shot jimmy on degrassi he did yes Yes, he did, Chris. And ever since then, everybody's been dragging away her men look. No. Because they look like school shooters. Well, so we know what she's into. <laughs> we definitely know the kind of man that she's into. We definitely know the type of man that Doja Cat is into. Yeah. Sips tea. I just, uh, her logic is weird. It's and, so weird. And why do a whole live about him doing that she could have kept it moving like you just brought so much attention to yourself for no reason Looking like, now she looks like a freaking clown like she looks so clownish you're like a fucking pop star whatever you are like you're you're big money like wh- what are you doing wasting your time on this 17 year old who clown jazz yeah basically just let it go you you're embarrassed we understand so why you got to call him a little weasel and drag him is beyond me because that's not going to change the fact that you are the one who went to him. And that you probably don't have a boyfriend anymore because he found out that you were trying to get with somebody else. Or maybe she does because that's the kind of man he <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. No. She's, she's kind of off sometimes. Her logic just doesn't make sense to me. And I've tried to go over this like so many times and I've tried to see it from her perspective, but I'm just like... If I was in her position, I don't think I would have made that move. I think if I had done this, I probably wouldn't have gone live and tried to like defend it or like drag him because that makes it worse. Exactly. I would have went to him, like slid into Joe's DMs myself. Yeah. Because all of this could have been avoided with a two second name search. 
Literally. Like, no wonder Noah did this shit. He was just like, wow, she's really joking right now because Noah knows that he has an Instagram. Yeah. He's very searchable. Yeah. It's really weird. She's, she, I don't know, I've been second, like, second guessing. I've been, like, <laughs> I've been really thinking about Doja Cat because she's done some some things in the past we know. She's we know. Some, so it just makes me really think, like, what what's what's wrong with her psychologically? <laughs> That's so crazy, but let's be honest, something's not right up there. No, something happened to her as a child. It had to have happened to her as a child. And I'm sorry this happened to you, Doja Cat, but you can't take it out on a 17-year-old. You should have never sent the DMs. You no. got caught. Now you're embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you. It's it's done. Like it was just it was just so crazy. And I feel like that tweet that I sent you, like perfectly encapsulated how we both feel about it. Yeah. Like, like there's no why are you trying to make this a teachable moment? This, like literally. At all. <sighs> well, the next topic is kind of related in the sense of like it has to do with like celebrities. Yeah. Um I have always, for the longest time, I've always had, like, this idea of, like, who, what, what celebrity I would like to go to dinner with and kind of, like, pick their brain. And I'll tell you who the very first person who I wanted to go to dinner with um, is Lance Bass. Um, not, <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. I know. it's um, It's random, but this came to me when he came out because um for those who don't know like Lance Bass from NSYNC iconic obviously but there's some young people that don't know who NSYNC is um but wasn't he dating like the girl from Boy Meets World what Topanga like weren't they like really close friends and they were dating and he like came out to her first or something Oh, this is see. I had I don't know anything about this. Yeah, what are you she talking about? talks about it, and like I think they both talked about it in like an interview with like E. This was years ago. Really? Yes, they were like they're still best friends. I swear this was Topanga. Were they fucking or were they just best friends? They, I, I want to say that she was his beard. Okay. And they they're just really close friends. Oh. I guess that's not that strange. Well, that's why I was confused. I was like, wait. No, no, no. no. They were not. I was so confused. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Part of the reason why I wanted to, well, I would still like to go out to dinner with Lance Bass is because I just want to pick his brain. I want to know, like, did he have, like, crushes on, like, any of his other band members? Like, how is it when they're, like, you know, like, getting ready for a show on tour? Like, changing and stuff like that like you have all these emotions and you know like if i was in a boy band and I'm my like, tour members were hot i'm not a gay man <laughs> i feel as if you spend that much time with people like that i feel like it becomes like your family yeah i guess unless they all fucked and nobody said anything well this kind of reminds me on a on a separate note i remember i was watching like Watch What Happens Live, like, two years ago, and Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye was on, and Andy asked Jonathan, um, I think he asked him, do you, or did you at any point ever want to, like, fuck any of the other guys? 
in Queer Eye, like, did you think any of the other guys were hot? And this kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's like where you spend so much time with somebody, they yeah. kind of become your family and stuff like that. But at the same time, they're still men. And like, okay, but who did he say? He, like, he covered his mouth and, like, was shaking his head and, like, giggling like a squirrel like I did. Like, he couldn't answer the question. Okay, because... And I think he asked him, like... Have any of them ever, like, hooked up or anything like that? And he would not answer the question. That, they definitely have. That's he what I'm saying. Because I'm just like, it's human nature. And not only that, they haven't spent as much time together as in sync. No, 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 no. Definitely not. So, that's just definitely fucked. No, the literally. one who thinks he's a chef, I'm sure he slept with everybody. Oh, for sure. He thinks he's a chef. He is such a joke. Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. The very I first one um, on a um, you know those cooking recipe book things that like, you used to get. Hello Fresh, yes. He was on a Fresh yes, I know, I saw. <laughs> he looks good, but I'm just like, dude, you can't cook. He makes pasta. I, like. The very first episode, I think he was like, oh yeah, I'm just like chef. Da 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 da. And, and was did he make like avocado toast? Yeah. That was when I first noticed the the first sign. I was just like. Okay, so you probably just got this job because you look, look the way you do, mm-hmm. and you probably know some people. You have to know some people. In the avocado toast thing, we're all chefs, if that's the case. Literally. Like, although I've never had... I don't eat... I don't like eating avocado and if it's not like guacamole. Oh, no. Like, oh, it's no. weird. Chris... You have to scoop the avocado out, yeah. spread it on the bread, and season it. Nobody wants to eat a plain avocado. Oh. You, nobody eats a plain avocado unless it's on like a freaking burger or something. You what have do you to season s- it with? Like salt or? Um, salt, pepper, um, everything but the basil, bagel seasoning. A lot of people like that. I'm not into it. But I put salt, pepper, paprika, garlic. I'll Ooh. squeeze a little bit of lemon. Ooh. And put a fried egg on top. Ooh. Bitch, put the tomato and then put a little piece of bread on top. I'm good without the tomato. Oh, I forgot. I, for those who don't know, I strongly dislike tomatoes. Um, we'll put some lettuce or some mixed greens on it with some hot sauce. Ooh. It's really good. Bitch, that sounds good. Or you can make a hash brown sandwich. I saw this on TikTok. Ooh. You toast the hash brown, you spread the avocado on, season it, and yeah. then you put the other hash brown on top. And like maybe like a fried egg or something? Yeah. And you middle. eat it like a, the hash browns are the bread. Like, you can make this, like, with the Trader Joe's hash browns? Yes, that's exactly what you make it with. Oof. And the hash browns are the bread. I am going to make a mental note of this. It's so good. I know, it just seems like so much work. Like, at the freaking avocado, like, you know, like... No! <laughs> you cut the avocado in half, you... Dip the knife in to get the seed out. Okay. You take it out, and then you just take a fork or a spoon, and you scoop the avocado on, and just pop it on the bread and spread it. There are people who do extra by scooping the avocado out, putting it in a separate bowl, mixing it up to make it look like a guacamole yeah, and yeah, seasoning yeah. it. Yeah. But you don't have to do that. I don't know why people do that. That's weird to me. Okay. I watch, like, three people who listen to do that. It's so easy. Interesting. Huh. Well, who... Would you like to go to dinner with? Oh, we all know FK Twigs. Yes. Is who I would go to dinner with. Oh my I would God. go to lunch, dinner, breakfast, sleep. Yes. She's amazing. And I would pick her brain about like dancing 
and like her uh, pole dancing workouts and things yeah. like that because she is so strong. Like she, like I, one time I was near a pole and I tried to do the stuff that she does. <laughs> it's it's so hard. Like you have to really have core strength, yeah, leg strength, arm strength. I was just, she's amazing. And doesn't she like sing while she's doing the pole work as well? Yes, she's so good at what she does like it's amazing and her music is like so it's not like everybody else like she's so unique her sound and oh chris i love her i was talking to uh to someone at work the other day like i feel like she's one of those artists where it's like seeing her live is like an experience oh my gosh one of my friends invited me to go see her and I had to pay for my ticket. Calm down. <laughs> the tickets were almost $200 or $300. What? And she was like, Erica, if you buy your ticket now, we can go together. I don't want to go by myself. And I'm like, I don't have $300 to, to spend to go see her. I would love to, but that's just not. What was she performing at? She, uh, I want to say Barclays Center. Okay. And I couldn't go. This was like a couple years ago. I couldn't go, but I heard it was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a whole it wasn't just her singing she was dancing she was singing pole routine like it was a whole thing wow it was amazing i wasn't there but i just know yeah no i believe it i feel like hmm. she's like she's an icon i'm trying to think of another artist who if i've seen live or who i feel like would be kind of like an experience in life it that could, you've already seen live or you haven't? Um, that I haven't. Oh, that's how I meant to I say it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I would say I, I, I haven't seen Lady Gaga, but I feel like it would be an experience. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I feel like that would definitely be an experience. It was. I will tell you this. I went to the Monster Ball when I was like, maybe like 18? I want to say I was 18 because um, one of my sisters, she got me tickets for like my 18th birthday. Wow. Um, I went to her show in Washington, D.C. Um, with a friend from high school. And um, but the thing is, the reason why I don't like spoilers now is because of this experience. I saw so many videos of her show before oh. I went to the show. I knew like the set list. I knew the choreography. I know the wardrobe. And it so ruins the oh, experience no. in it live. See, yeah. No, I never do that before I see a show. Now I don't. I ever since that happened, I don't do it. And when I wanted to see Miley at the Bangers tour, I I think I unfollowed her on Instagram. <laughs> I didn't look at a single phone. Anytime I was like on my phone or anything and I saw anything Bangers tour, I just kept scrolling. Any interview, I kept scrolling. I didn't want to see a single yeah, thing. Yeah, because like you're paying for the experience. And if it's ruined, it's like what I could have just, you know, it's just like watching it on Twitter or something. For free. Yeah. And that was one of the best concerts I've ever been to because it was I did, it was just, I didn't, ex I didn't know what to expect exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. It was so good. But, um, I really want to go to the Chromatica Ball, but and I think. Is that already? It starts in four days. But you're not going. No, I, I'm definitely not going. I think, <laughs> yes, I think all the New York dates are like sold out anyway. But, um, remember we wanted to go see iParty? <laughs> that was so random. So random. Did I it happen yet? 
I think it already happened. I think it's in August. It might be in August. It might be in August. I don't know why I keep thinking it's August already. It's July. The fucking... The rate in which time is going is so so accelerated. It's fucking crazy. Um... Yeah, I feel like that would be pretty fun. I feel like it would, but I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Like, what exactly is happening? Also, the fact that it's indoors and scares me. isn't it only with uh him? It's him, and if they have, like, any, like, surprise guests. That's what it's like, like, we don't know what to expect. No. It could be Sinjin, and then I'm really leaving because I didn't pay to see Sinjin. Literally. Like, but are the tickets, like, 20 or $25? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? No, look, yeah. He's not somebody that I would pay to see. Not even $25. No. And even, like, Daniela, I think she was at, like, one of the LA shows. Yeah. And she was there for, like, I think maybe, like, a song or two. And then she yeah, went backstage. Like, Liz came out for, like, 15 seconds no. during um, Take a Hint. And it's just not Yeah, like, what is he doing? Like, I don't. Charging. <laughs> charging millennials who have, um... You know, the same love and passion yeah. that we have for, like, those things that we grew up with and stuff like that. But, I don't know, it's crazy. But, on the topic of money. <laughs> money, money, money. Money. I feel like each segment keeps having, like, these really natural, like, yes. um, transitions. But, I... So, for those who don't know, I watched a behind-the-scenes video of um, Balenciaga's show that they did in New York um, that took place at the New York Stock Exchange. Um, it was it was a pretty good show. I mean, it was... I don't know if you've seen any of the photos. I did not see it. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, it was like they launched like a capsule collection with Adidas. It was like a collab that they did. So but why the Stock Exchange? Um, I don't know. I think Demna, he just wanted to, I think he was just really inspired because this is the first time in like, I think like over 20 or 30 years that they've had a Balenciaga show in New York. So this was kind of like a big deal. Um, but it took place at the New York Stock Exchange. When was this show? This was like last month, I want to say. Maybe he knew that we were about to go into a recession. He was like, let me get this out of the way. (gasps) No, possibly. And, like, it was a cool collection. They had a lot of, like, latex. Like, everybody wore, like, SMS. Like, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of creepy, but also kind of cool. But um, I watched a behind-the-scenes video of it on YouTube, and um, money was such a driving force behind, like, creating the visuals for the shows and stuff like that. And it just got me to thinking. I'm just like, the concept of money is wild. It's so stupid. It's, it's stupid. So stupid. It's basically paper that men or society has assigned a value to. So I just, money just makes everybody go crazy. And I used to be like that. Like, I used to be like, so I need money, money, money. And I was trading like my time for money. Cause yeah. basically what I'm working, I'm going to tell you how much I make. I make $17 an hour. I'm trading an hour of my life for $17. Yeah. Like, what? I make 19 and I traded like seven, eight hours exactly. of my life for... For paper. Yeah. For paper. 
And I, I started looking at it that way. And then I also look at it as like an energy exchange because yes, you're, you're giving all this energy for this, this paper that's assigned a value by somebody you don't even know, just society in general. And I was reading the news yesterday and the Canadian dollar or the UK, it, it was either the Canadian or the UK. It must, the UK dollar is mm-hmm. almost equal to the United States dollar now. Like our dollar, our dollar value is dropping. Like it's it it's crazy to think about like who decides this right, right 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 it's it just makes no sense to me how we just exchange all our time for this and when you die you can't take that money with you no it what does it go to the government insert the clip of Courtney telling Kim in the episode of Keeping Up where she lost her um. Are you talking about the one where she lost her, when she was with Chris Humphreys? Um, or are you talking about the other one? The One of the newer episodes. Oh. It was like, um, no, not newer, because the show's over, but um, it was like the second to last season. It was after um, Courtney was just like, I don't want to film anymore. And she was telling uh, Kim and Chloe, at the end of the day, when we all die, we can't take our money with us. What matters to me are my kids and how I spend my time. I don't care to do all these photo shoots. I don't care to do all these, you know, business ventures if I'm not 100% passionate about it. Because I think it was regarding the Christmas card, the Christmas photo. And Kim, because Kim and Chloe, they kept making Courtney feel bad because there was just like, She's not pulling her weight. She doesn't want to film as much anymore. And that was like when they started to kind of like break the fourth wall on the yeah. show. And um, I don't know when you said that it reminded me of that. Because it's yeah, true. It is true. It's like true. it's so crazy. And then I also think about it as like you, I was watching this Alicia Keys interview and she was talking about her, how she felt about abundance and a money mindset. And she was talking about how, when she first started and she made all this money, she was so afraid to spend the money. She was so afraid of losing the money. Mm-hmm. And when you live in fear like that, you don't, it's hard for you to like, your mindset is not of abundance. So you don't, you don't bring in more money. You just hoard what you have because you're so focused on not losing it that you're not focusing on like how you could be spending your time or things like that. Right. So she, went to this she i think she went to like the gucci store or something and she went in and she said i'm gonna buy i'm gonna look i'm not gonna buy anything and the the salesperson convinced her to buy like three things and she bought these three things and she went home and looked at her receipt and it said three thousand dollars and she said she she felt so sick like she couldn't believe she spent all that money was this recently this was like or when her she first started her career she, the story is from when she first started her career, but the interview was like, I think I saw it like a couple months ago okay. on YouTube. And she um, she put the stuff on and she said when she put it on, she felt so good. Like she felt really good about herself. Um, and she said if she, she just, if she kept living and thinking like that, like scared to spend money and things like that, she'll never have a mindset where money is just money. It's just paper. Right. You know what I mean? Like, spend, and as much as you spend, just give. And the universe will give it back to you. Totally. I've heard that plenty of times. Yeah. 
And I read that and I'm reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, y'all. And it's so insightful and inspiring and about a money mindset and mm-hmm. how if you're so afraid to look at your bank account, you're bringing in that negative energy. You'll never, you'll never um, attract money if you're afraid of it. You have to, you have to give money like money's not like the most important thing in your life. If you spend the money, the money you're spending it. Yeah. It's spent. Like, yeah. why are you upset? Like, what's the problem? You're gonna get it back if you truly believe you're gonna get it back. You're gonna get it back. Mm-hmm. And that's what Alicia Keys was saying. And I was like, wow, she's like, she's right. Yeah, I I mean, I can see where she's coming from, for sure. It's just, I think, I so agree with everything you're saying and what you're saying, but I think it gets tricky when it comes to, like, maintaining a certain amount to live comfortably. Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like if you just plan out what money is being spent where, like, if you budget you won't you you just won't be i don't want to say you won't be homeless because i can't speak for that but just budget and use your money wisely and don't go into debt like don't take money that you know you don't need to buy something that you know you don't need right very yes just be wise about it i feel like that comes with age yeah when i was younger i girl I was just throwing money away y'all when we first moved here oh it was a mess wallin was not prepared and I had no financial literacy nobody ever taught me growing up about finance or credit cards or anything like that so I was just rolling with the flow yeah which is not good it's really it's really something and also when I think about how money not only affects all of us here in like the US but all around the world. Yeah. And like the different types of money and how it can really um you know be a matter of life or death for some people. Exactly. And how people lose their lives. There was this girl, um I saw this I watch like cold cases and things like that on TikTok sometimes mm-hmm. and there was this girl. She had just won um the lottery mm-hmm. and these two guys she went to prom with, they were like her two best friends. They plotted behind her back to murder her and steal her money. So after prom night, they murdered her, threw her in the East River, mm-hmm. and went to her house to get her money. And guess how much they found? $8,000. They murdered her for $8,000, thinking they were going to get millions. Like she would have millions just sitting around her house. When she won the lottery, I'm assuming she didn't say she wants to be anonymous. And I... Also, how old was she? What year did this no, take place? No, no, not it wasn't the lottery. She had just she had just made got, it was an inheritance. I oh, I was like, wait, <laughs> it's no, not funny, but this I just story is true. But that's I don't know why I said lottery. I meant inheritance. Mm. They found out she got an inheritance and they plotted to kill her, and they did, and they did it for eight thousand dollars because they couldn't find the rest of the money. Insane, insane. So she lost her life for money. Yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. I feel like money just makes people do the most unimaginable thing. Yep. Because and that's so crazy to me that paper makes people act like this. Yeah. But I. But the way like society is set up, and you need money to live. Yeah. And there's not there's so much money, and there's 
quite enough to go around for everybody to have money. But and there to live are comfortably. very rich people who hoard their money. Yeah. And they're afraid of losing it, so they hoard it. And now we have this huge wealth divide, and it's like crazy. Because there's people who have nothing, and then there's these people who have everything. And it's like when these people that have so much money, when they die and they don't have like a will or something, it's like, what happens to that money? Oh, you know exactly what happens to the money. Because this happened, I read another article. This happened to, um, what's the guy who played um, Black Panther who just died? Oh, um, what the fuck is his name? Um, Chadman Bosman or something? Yes. What happened? He left his family $3.8 million. Half was supposed to go to his wife and half to his mom. And a third went to his wife. Mm-hmm. One million went to his wife. One million went to his mom. And the other million went to the government. Why? For taxes. He didn't pay his taxes? He paid his taxes, but they taxed his... Um, there's like a thing that when you write, he didn't have a will basically. So there's a thing that if you don't have like a set will, the government, um, charges to, um, write that stuff out and it charged his estate, the taxes. And he, they took the 1 million. What? And there are people out there who have all this money and don't have financial literacy. And there you go. The government, the government is like a human, like it doesn't play. It takes what it wants. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, if you don't know how to, if you don't know how to keep your money and how to um, really like handle it, there's so many tax laws, tax write-offs that the rich people do mm-hmm. to make sure that they don't have to pay certain taxes that we don't know about, yeah. or that people who don't know their financial aren't financially literate know about. Yeah, you don't know about it. The government can definitely take advantage of you. Knowledge is power. It really is. And it's so, like, we have it at our fingertips. Like, it's right there. You just have to actually educate yourself. Or you're going to get dragged by the government. That is insane. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow, that? It's so crazy and sad. Oh, my gosh. Well... Um, <laughs> I feel like that was so dramatic and like so like. No, there should be the music in the background. The sad music. No, no, literally, Mr. Krabs playing the world's tiniest violin. It's so mind boggling and like makes you speechless when you find out about this stuff. No, that's actually insane. Um, you guys, we have so much more to talk about. Um. We have to hit stop recording now, but we're going to upload the rest of the clip, the rest of the episode in a separate clip. So stay tuned and we'll be back shortly. Oh. Hey guys. So we're back. We're back. Um, breaking news. <laughs> um, Erica has a very interesting story to tell me right now. Okay. Okay. So back in 2013, maybe 12, me and my sister were living in this house apartment type situation in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And our landlord lived downstairs from us. We lived in an attic apartment. And my landlord lived downstairs. This was an elderly white woman who would constantly go into our apartment without telling us or checking with us. What? Yes. She would listen to us. She wouldn't let us have guests over. And when we did have guests over, they couldn't sleep there. They had to leave. And she would check to make sure that they left. How much so, were y'all paying? We were paying like maybe five hundred dollars a month. 
together. <laughs> Let me finish. So it could have been a little more than that. We each were paying like 300 I think. So I had this guy come over. And this was right after I got out of this relationship or whatever. And this guy was like, he came over. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, he was talking to my friend's friend. And I did not have any idea. So he came over. We hung out. And then we, you know, yeah. had sex. Yeah. Was it cute? No. Um, and a lot more happened like years later and I let him live with me because he was like homeless. (laughs) (laughs) So back to, back to, he came over and so (laughs) I didn't realize that my mattress and my bed in my room is right over her room. So he came over and we had sex and you could hear like the mat cause this was a carpeted small home with yes. three floors of tenants. Okay. And she was in between, so she could hear everything. And the mattress was like scraping around <laughs> and the banging on the floor. Were you loud? Were you loud? I didn't think I was, but then I was he loud? I think our noises were loud, yes. Okay. And she oh God. After I woke up the next morning and he was leaving, we went downstairs together because I went to go walk him out. Was it good? No, it was not worth Ugh. it. She was standing in the hallway, and she said, so he, he stayed over, and I was like, I said, yeah. And then he was looking like, what is she? Who is this old white lady? <laughs> and I said, I'll see you later, and he left. <laughs> she said, um, you guys need to be out by next month. And I said, <laughs> I said, um, okay. And she said, did you guys have sex? And I don't know why I thought, I, I thought let me lie. I said, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. Why would you say that? And she was like, I heard the bed. How dare you lie to me? You didn't be she's like, you need to be helped by next month. Was she some crazy Christian woman or something? Bitch. Yes, and I worked with her at the library. What? So I had to see her every day after that. So <laughs> and she completely stopped looking at me, talking to me, acknowledging me at work. Oh, this bitch is crazy. And she said, You guys need to be out by next month. I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? We're gonna be homeless. So I called Aisha and I was crying. I was like, Aisha, you don't believe what happened. Aisha was like, what's, what's <laughs> wrong? And I said, Aisha, I was having sex with that guy, Robbie. Robbie, you're Robbie? disgusting. Robbie Shapiro. You're a garbage bag, <laughs> trash ass motherfucker. Um, that part. I was like, I had sex with this guy. And um, her name was Irene. And she was, I was like, Irene, she heard everything. And now she's kicking us. Oh, we have to be out by next month. <laughs> Aisha was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm okay. Did you not hear me? I'm about to be homeless. <laughs> Thankfully, I, my savings account was amazing good, good. because I was saving, because I was working two jobs at the, the library yeah. at the movie theater. I saved every movie theater check oh, plus God. tips. And we had a good, I had a good savings. I had to spend on both of us because she didn't. Yeah. And we moved into my dream apartment. Nice. But that whole experience... I will never, ever forget it. Um, for our the for our five <laughs> years that we've been friends, I've never heard the story before. Oh, baby! And like two years later, in my dream apartment, he was fucking homeless, and he had nowhere to stay. And did he look homeless? He he smells so crazy. He was living in my room. He was sleeping in my bed, and I allowed this. And I don't. I asked myself, "Who is this?" You said twenty thirteen. 
I this was twenty. This had to be twenty fourteen. Okay, so it'd be like what, like twenty two, twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what came over me, and I was letting him sleep in my bed. His feet smelled so bad. And Aisha came into the room and she was like, "Oh, here's a towel in case you want to take a shower." I came home from work. The towel was on the floor, and he was still laying where he where I left him, watching my TV on my air mattress because I didn't have a bed at the time. We had just moved in, and eating our food. And I was just like, "Who was? Did he not work? He he had some job somewhere at a Applebee's or something." But he like just got the job and he didn't start yet. And I was working my job at the movie theater, and he had his friend drop him to the movie theater and drop him off there to wait for me to get off so he can get into the apartment because I had keys. He said, can you just give me the keys real fast and my friend can drop me off to the apartment. I was like, sure, like a dumbass. This is literally the synopsis of a Lifetime movie. I was not sleeping with this man. I had no interest in this man. I felt so bad for this man that I helped this man. And what did he do? He up and left all his shit, stinky shit at my house. I said, when are you going to come? Because I was like, you need to find another place to stay. For how long was he, he there for? He stayed there for like a good week. Okay. I said, you need to find another place to stay. And he was like, I don't have anywhere else. And I was friends with his friend's baby mama at the time. Like, not close, but we had friends who were friends of friends. And because <laughs> <laughs> my best friend at the time was friends with her. And, um... I said, yeah, you got to find a place to stay because this isn't working. Can you come pick up your stuff? I'll put it in the box for you. And he said, yeah. And then he stopped answering my texts. He stopped answering my calls. So I took his whole box of all his documents, social security number, whatever the fuck was in there, and I threw it in a dumpster behind my apartment building. Did he ever come back or ask I never heard from him ever again. What? Yeah. I said, that's the last time I'm going to help somebody. You got me kicked out of my... Well, I did that too. But you, <laughs> I, I got kicked out of my apartment. And then I'll let you stay with me. And you, like, disrespect my place. And you don't shower. Like... What's with the not showering part? He was a very dirty person. And then I was on the phone with my friend. And she was like, Erica, you talking to Robbie? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, he's, he's fucking with blah, blah, blah. Uh, who was another friend of mine. And I was like, I had no idea. He, she was like, yeah, they're in a full relationship. And I was like, thank you for telling me. Cue the Doja Cat song, Ain't Shit. Yeah, because they're not. And this guy was never worth all this trouble. And I was not with this man. After I got kicked out of my apartment, I lost all attraction to him. But I felt so bad for him that I helped him. I will never do anything like that again. I haven't. I learned my lesson. Yeah. The smell is what really made me learn my lesson. What did it sound like? Chris, it was like moldy and, cheese. What did he smell like? <laughs> yeah. It was like moldy cheese. Ew. Yeah. Fuck. I can't remember if touch this. Um, no. But this afternoon, we have both revealed things to each other. Yes. Out of just... Today has been a day. Today has been quite the fucking day, hasn't it? was so crazy. That, I... Oh my I've god, just, I'm sure I have way more stories than that. Today. I'm sure I have crazier stories too. Bitch, that was that was one of the looks. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> laughing. No, literally. Wild me. Well, I guess. <laughs> in a way that kind of segues into our next topic, um, screen time. Uh. Um, is something that we both kind of just talked about before we started 
this episode today. Like, oh, yeah. um, do you want to share what you had to yes. tell me before? Yes. Okay. So if you have an iPhone, it tells you how much screen time you spend on your phone, like how much time you spend on your phone. Mm-hmm. So I, if you go into settings, there's called, it's called screen time. You click on it. It tells you your average every day. Yeah. So I looked, I got a notification from mine the other day and it said I spend seven hours a day on my phone. Seven hours and 45 minutes. And I was like, that's like 42 hours a week I spent on my phone. That's literally almost two days I spent on my phone. And I thought about that. And I always, when I when I come home from work and I want to work on these things that I'm passionate about, I'm always like, oh, there's not enough time in a day to do this, this, and this. Yeah. But if you really think about it, you have a lot of time. Yeah. I have a lot of time. I spent 48 hours on my phone. Like, that's two days worth of time that I just threw away to scroll on TikTok. And I'm not on my phone posting nothing. I'm literally looking at other people live their life. Yeah. And live their dream. I'm watching (laughs) For two days straight, I'm watching it. Like, can you believe that? No, when you... Because I always get the notification due. And it's always on, like, Sunday mornings. The beginning of the new week. Yeah. And so, um, but each time... I get the notification. I just exit out of it. Like, I completely ignore it. I've never paid attention to it before. But when you told me yours, I looked at mine, and mine was a daily average of six hours and 29 minutes. That's 36 hours. Yeah. 35? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Over a day, you spend. Insane. Yep. And that time could be put into, like, learning a new skill or working on something you're passionate about. Imagine spending... 48 hours a week on your podcast or your YouTube or your photography or your investing. That's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. So much could be accomplished if you spent 48 hours on your passions a week. Yeah. Like, that's a full-time job. That's a literal full-time job. Erica literally... I've never had anybody or heard anybody explain it or break it down like that before. And it really opened my eyes. And it kind of scared me. It's so scary that we spend that much time without even noticing it. Like, there's no way I would have known if Apple didn't tell me. Which, when I say it out loud, it sounds so beyond. But it makes sense. It really makes sense. Because we literally live in, like... New York City. And it's good that this keeps track. Like, right. your phone keeps track of it. Because you would never know that you spend that much time. That means no self-reflection would ever happen. Nothing would change. Because you wouldn't be aware that you're doing it. And now that I'm aware, I can fix that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can change that. Yeah. Because we're aware of, like, how much time we spend at our jobs. Because we don't want to be there. So we're aware exactly. of how much time we're spending there and not only that we're aware of that also because we get paid and we want to make sure we get paid yes. the, what we're supposed to get paid totally so imagine getting paid to just stare at your phone for 48 hours that's we're literally like i got a full-time job but i'm not getting paid how'd that work like what am i doing no it's it's nutty it's really it just it just shows you that like you have to be like a planner and like really self-reflect on what you what you want to do with your time. I'm so glad you just said that because I also feel like 
Well, part of the, kind of what I was saying earlier is like, I feel like part of the reason why we spend so much time on our phones is because we're trying to find inspiration. We're trying to find aspiration, um, empowerment in some type of way in which we feel connected to. Yes. And that's another thing that I learned, girl boss, dropping the gems, Mm -hmm. that that's another form of like, I I don't know if we're going to talk about this today. Procrastination. Procrastination. Let's get into it. Another. That's another form of procrastination. Yep. And anxiety. Yes. To, to you look at other people for inspiration and motivation and you, that's all you do. Yeah. You don't actually do it yourself, but you talk yourself up so much that that's all you do is talk yourself up and look at inspiration and motivation, but you never actually do it. Right. Because you're afraid of not being good enough. And the same with procrastination. You procrastinate so much because you're afraid of disappointment. Like, it sucks, but all that is connected. And I feel like disappointment in so many different aspects. Like, disappointment in, like, maybe not seeing the results as quickly as you would personally like to. Yes. Or disappointment in the sense of, like, um, you're not getting the type of, like, response or like, I feel like traction it's such disappointment and failure are such like debilitating feelings that mm-hmm. it's not something you ever want to feel right but you have to if you want to succeed right to fail is to learn yeah if you never fail you never succeed that part you have to like learn from your mistakes to get better you know what i mean yeah like, and like remember that everything happens for a reason exactly and like just today I really needed to hear those words yeah they really I'm telling you it changes your perspective and your mindset when you just sit down and you just think like all of it just is connected and I feel like kind of bouncing off that idea is I feel like we both like lately I don't know because we're both like almost 30 well, you just turned 29, but um, I, I feel like when people ask me now, like, what it is that you want to do in the future? Like, what's your dream job? I kind of don't know what to say anymore, which kind of having that moment of realization with myself, I'll be honest, it scared me. Yeah, I've been feeling that way for a while, like yeah. not knowing what I want to do with my life. Because then I have these things in my head where I want to do a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Like I I get a lot of my my inspiration from TikTok and like Instagram, but there's this woman I follow on Instagram mm-hmm. and she's like a mom and she's also like a community organizer and she's also a SoundCloud rapper and Is she's this the awful, one that like I saw with the, no. Oh, okay. And she's also a gardener and she's doing all these things and she's like I'm a multi-passionate and faceted woman yeah. like just because I'm a mom doesn't mean I can't rap and I can't have a garden and I can't help the community. Totally. Like she, there, you can be a multi-passionate person. And there's this woman I follow on YouTube too. Um, her name <laughs> is Tarmar. Yeah. And she's like, I have so many passions and I like to try new things. Mm-hmm. And just because you start one thing, it doesn't mean you have to follow through. Maybe you just want to try it out and see if that is something that you want to do. Right. Life is for trying different things, putting your hand in different pots. Just because you feel like it's not your thing anymore and you didn't follow through, you shouldn't feel like you have to justify why it didn't work out. 
it just wasn't your thing move on to the next one like there's so many things in this world to try totally. like why do we have to have one thing like why do you have to just be a fashion designer or just be a stylist right like these actors and actresses are singing dancing acting why can't you garden strip um sing at a church choir and twerk on the weekends like yeah. why can't you just do it all that part no i and the crazy thing is i've always had that mindset ever since i was like a kid because it's like in elementary school i wanted to be an animator when i grew up because i was like always drawing um and then when i got a little bit older um i wanted to like get into acting because i really loved like high school musical mm-hmm. uh when it came out so i wanted to do acting and then that was kind of what I wanted to do up until like I started college and then I kind of like I started really paying attention to, like Wendy Williams because I really loved what she was doing and oh, yeah. um I realized that her uh major in college was communications and when I looked into communications I saw the, all the different umbrellas I'm like oh I think this is actually kind of more in line with what I see myself doing right now um like because I also love fashion yep um you know stuff like that and so i don't know i and but just i also feel like you know the song younger now by miley yeah i swear to god like the lyrics in that song it really reigns so true it's like the older i get the younger i feel i i swear to god i really feel like this just because i feel like there's just a lot of things that i wasn't there's like a lot of areas I wasn't allowed to like express myself in when I was yep. like a kid. So you're like, I want to say healing your inner child because I don't know if your inner child was damaged, but it was suppressed maybe. That's a perfect way to put it. It wasn't damaged, but it was 100% suppressed. Exactly. And you know, I, I have to send you this TikTok that I saw like last night, but it was <laughs> like um, this girl in her room, um, like pretending like she was like a pop star, like Hina Montana, whatever. And uh, was she Asian? No, I oh, think... Oh, there's an Asian... There's this girl, Amy Lee, who does that. And she buys, like, outfits, like, the 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 cartoons she used to watch, like, of the teenagers wearing, like, the platforms and the bell bottoms and stuff like you that. You have to send that to me. Yeah, she's, like, a life coach now. She used to be a YouTuber. Icon. She literally transformed her life. That part. She's... Wow. I... No, I need to see that. Um, but the TikTok was like when you grow up in like a chaotic like household or something, you pretend to be like a pop star in your room, oh. and it just made me laugh because it's like, I not that my household was like chaotic growing up right. super much, but you know every family has their own challenges and stuff like that. And I always love to perform, and I've always loved singing, dancing, and acting. And so I'm just like, if I could somehow like channel that into some type of way now, and like, yeah. you know, when I'm about to be thirty or like, you know. There is this woman on TikTok. Mm-hmm. When she was younger, she wouldn't be an ice skater. But her parents didn't let her. She didn't have the time. She was bigger. Mm-hmm. And as an adult now, she took herself to her ice skating rink. And she said, I want to take lessons. She's our age. She's like, I want to take lessons. I want to I wanna skate. And you know what? She's been taking lessons for almost a year. And now she's skating. Like, she's doing tricks oh. and doing everything. And she's like... And she's bigger, too, and she thought she wouldn't be able to do it. And she's like, when I was a child, this is what I wanted to do. So now I'm going to let my inner child do what she wanted to do. Why does that almost make me tear up? It's so crazy. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I always want to do ballet. There's ballet classes in the borough next to me. I didn't know that about you. Yes. 
I used oh. to dance at church. I don't know why I quit. I used to be like um, a mime. What? And a praise- yeah. We're finding out so much about each other I know. today. And I, I like dancing. It was in front of a whole bunch of people. It was nerve wracking, but it was like fun. And I miss it. And I would love to do a dope ballet. And it's so cheap. So I think I might try it. I think you should definitely pursue it. And I would totally go with you. Oh my God. Yes. I would. Yes. I love that so much. I, my whole life, I've always really loved singing. Anybody who knows me knows that I never not sing. I lived with you. Yes. (laughs) She definitely knows. Um, I'm just always singing. And it's like, I sing. I like wake up singing. Like I'm just, I don't, sometimes when I'm singing, I'm not even aware that I'm singing. Like I just, it just comes from within me. Um, And I'm just like, why can't I like pursue that in some way? Like, why can't I, you know, maybe start off doing like covers or something or, and then maybe like start to like write my own music, start, just start the machine, you know, just do it. All you can do is just do it. Doesn't matter if you don't have the equipment or the support or even the fans, just do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. I kind of feel like this is one of the most like, realist i would say one of the most realist podcast episodes ever no literally and i love it i love it so much uh, well i think that pretty much covers it yeah this was a good episode this was a really fucking good episode mm. um yeah you guys i want to say thank you again to erica for coming on the show thanks for having me this has been really fun and just so for those who don't know, Erica has her own podcast. Yes, it's called Dazed and Content. You can find it anywhere podcasts are listened to, Apple and Spotify preferably. Mm-hmm. But, you know, wherever. Yes. And um, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is at A, as in Apple, R-I-C-K-A-M as in Moo, D. Iconic. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's all. And um, I don't know why. I feel like I never end the episodes in like a good way. You're like, that's all. Bye. That's all, folks. Um, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>